Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. Hi, 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 hi. You have a puppy on your lap. I got to see Gamja. Yes. <laughs> and she's like running around now trying to choose everything. So if you hear little whimpers or little yelps during the thing, that's just because she's... um. Just being her sassy self, because she's a very sassy puppy, we found out. <laughs> she's a sassy girl, and she's so tiny. She's so little. She's so little. You're going to have to post some pictures in the show notes and on Instagram, on the yes, Wild Tarot account. For, uh, I will her, do a hand comparison so picture so yes, everyone can see. Yes, thank you, Korean dad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But she's so sweet, but it's also yeah. causing a little bit of anxiety for this morning with our podcast recording, because... yes. She's a puppy, and I have jury duty today. Yeah, so this might be a little bit um, eight of wands. If we pull the eight of wands, no one's going to be surprised. Yeah, exactly. We're just like, well, we just have to rush through this. We're going to power through this as best we can. Yeah, exactly. I get called for jury duty a lot, and uh, last time was on the summer solstice in 2018, and I sat there for like two hours, and my case got pled out. Which I thought was great luck for me because it was the solstice. I just wanted to sit outside and like enjoy my favorite holiday. But then after reading Q's follow up letter yesterday, I I was like, oh, no, I can't be excited about somebody pleading out. (laughs) I felt like immediately like, oh, shit, like I can't ever hope for that again. So I am prepared to do my civic duty today. I vote in my county. So I'm excited to see how the representatives manage that. And you'll have lots of <sighs> romance books on your little phone so you yeah. can keep yourself occupied. I already lined up three books oh, <laughs> that I plan on reading today. So hopefully <laughs> that'll work. Oh, good. Very good. Yeah. So it's like kind of a, it, your day is a lot cuter than my day. My day that. is filled with more poop and pee. So <laughs> as far as you know, I mean, there's no way to know if my day is going to be filled with poop or pee. It very well could. It could well be. Yes. <laughs> I have no way of knowing until I get there. Yeah, Although it's actually a pretty new building. Last time I went, I forgot to take a wine opener, like a wine key out of my purse. Oh. And I was thinking that they'd have the same rules as the TSA. Like a wine opener is fine as long as there's no blade on it. But they right. don't. They're much more no. strict. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to find out. Though. So did they hold it for you did, or did they confiscate nope. it? I, they, ju- I, they said, you can put this in your car. And I was like, I, I'm not going back to satellite parking to put a wine key away. Like, you can just... Throw this just away. Take or <laughs> just take like, it home with you. It's a free gift. Yeah, because I was gonna be, I was gonna like basically miss the first twenty minutes if I ended up um, oh, having yeah, to go yeah. back to my car. So yeah. Anyway, I was one wine key poorer by the time I left. Oh. But that's okay. Hopefully, I someone's able tons. to put it to good use. Yeah, maybe they still. What if I walked in and they're like, "Oh, you, you're the one you, with the wine here's key." Here's your wine key. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's when you leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is yours. Uh, you forgot it. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually sometimes do feel like I am such a recognizable physical presence that sometimes uh-huh. people do like remember me from way, way, way long ago. I mean. They may if they have really good facial recognition. Yeah. Well, it's also the t- height, width, and red hair. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Okay. I was thinking of your, like, very bubbly, oh, like, very extroverted personality. So. Oh, thanks, sweetie. <laughs> That's way nicer than my brain was being to me about that. Yeah. I was like, she, you have such a fun personality. How can people forget you? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's my volume. It's my height. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that you're tall because I don't think that you're you're tall. I don't think of you like in the space of, like of awareness. A very, very yeah, that's true. Because we're usually sitting down when we're interacting yes. with each other. You don't see the full height. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> 
right. Well, shall we pull a card of the day? It's my turn. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So what did you get? I got the Ten of Cups. Oh, isn't that I lovely? Love that card. That's such a I good know. card. I, we're just feeling so good about this year. Yeah, we really are. I feel like we're hitting our stride. We yes. did some things that made us uncomfortable yesterday. Like we joke a lot about how all the decks that we have are almost all. I think we've gotten like what one that was given to us. Yes, we've gotten yes. a couple decks here or there that's been that are have been given to us. But yesterday, I reached out to a publisher for the first time asking for an advanced copy of a book, and yeah. good lord. <laughs> it felt wild. It did. But once the template's written, we can just copy paste it for everything. Else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's mostly just because it would be so nice if we could have access to stuff that like maybe we wouldn't necessarily buy for ourselves. Kind of like what we right. were talking about with Lori yesterday or last week. It'd be oh, yeah. so nice to kind of have access to stuff that people want to hear about, but that we might not like yeah, yeah, buy initially like <laughs> off the shelf. Yeah, exactly. Because that's why we're always so enthusiastic about every deck because they're all decks that we've purchased for ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and today is no exception because we're doing the light series. But yes, 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 yes. yes, 10 of cups is our theme for the day. We're capable. I'm going to be drinking all those cups, <clears throat> all those cups. I won't. Although I did already finished my cup of coffee because yesterday I didn't have coffee at all. And I got like <gasps> the worst headache ever in the middle of the oh, day. Oh no. Bad, bad call, Holly. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I'm the first question probably. Yeah, we're going to do three because the first one's so short. A little bit short. Okay. So the first question is from Anonymous. I've found myself inspired by so many amazing tarot readers from podcasts, Instagram, YouTube, etc. And I wanted to ask what to do when you love someone's spreads and ideas and want to incorporate them into your own practice, both private and public. There are some things that I want to tweak a bit to make better fit my needs, but I want to make sure that I'm doing it respectfully. Mm, I like that question. question. Yeah, seriously. Because I think that like for privately, if you appreciate someone's spreads, I'm sure they'd be happy to hear from you if you say like, I love these spreads. Like, thank you so much. If you're using them publicly, like just attribute them in the comments. Yeah. Like I, a lot of people use my enchanted week ahead spread and they'll just tag me in it. And I love seeing that people are using it and I usually share it. And if people do tweak it, that's fine. You could say inspired by this spread of this person. And it still feels like attributing and nice and like, like respectful. Yes. Yes. I think kind of like the minimum anyone should sort of do if they're adapting a spread or like, they've gathered a lot of inspiration from someone else's like ideas to at least credit them somehow. That's kind of like bare minimum, like tag them, you know, just say shout out to so-and-so I appreciate, you know, like I've talked about, who is it? Um, Van Mystic spreads a lot. So like if I use Van Mystic spreads, like for, even for like people who like I'll read privately for, who just asked me for a quick reading and I, it's not in the getting paid thing, like from friends, I'll be like, yeah. oh, I got the spread from Van Mystic. So they know where to get it from in the future. Yeah, exactly. So they can access it again. And yeah. I think we kind of addressed this also in the um, episode where we made the spread like two weeks ago because or no, when did it was? Oh, maybe ago, it's like, like no, nope. your head spreads. Yeah, right? the here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it wasn't the one about transitions. No, it was the one before. Well, the reason that we didn't like, like publish, publish that spread is that we kind of acknowledged that we had likely been influenced by others. But sometimes right. when there's like a big astronomical thing or like astrological right. thing or you know, pagan holiday or whatever, you're going to read like 15 spreads about the same topic. And so if you can't like really remember who exactly you got it from, just acknowledge that you were inspired 
by others or whatever. Yeah, like, I was inspired by the amazing tarot community, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, none of them felt exactly right, so I sort of, like, combined a bunch of things to make the thing that I wanted to do. Because right, I think yeah. that that's the beauty of tarot spreads is that you don't, like, seeing it as something where it's, like, really black or white, you have to do it this exact way or not do that spread at all is problematic. Like, don't put mm-hmm. yourself in that mindset. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Just give people credit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that's to me. It's like like with, with with whatever decks you're using, just like say the deck name, make the deck a tag, like the modern only just tarot, to just prevent people it. from being like, what deck is this? What, what deck, deck is, is this? this? Exactly. I know that's me. I'm like, and sometimes like I'll be scrolling, like, what deck is this? And they won't have it tagged. I'm like. That's kind of gatekeepy, excuse me. You know, well, like, I don't want to have to ask. Like, I know, exactly. Like just, total... just tag it. Yeah. So, yeah. So just kind of just get in the habit of tagging people and tagging other things just to kind of share the love of stuff because yeah. we're a really open community and I kind of want to keep that it that way. And so... Yeah. And there's also three different ways to tag. You can literally tag them in the text, like at and mm-hmm. then put their screen name. You can do a hashtag with the name of the deck or the name of the spread or the name of the creator or whatever or you can actually tag them in the photo right any of those three works i find for me that it's way easier for me to repost stuff if i'm tagged in the image because if you're tagged in the text that can get like pushed down your notifications really quickly so you won't see it yeah so it's easier if you either tag me in the picture or alternatively share it on your stories and tag Mm -hmm. me in the stories yeah. Because then it goes into my message inbox instead of my notifications list. Yes. But I also have a personal account. I think that that changes if you have like a creator account or whatever. But yeah, I only I've, have a personal I found account that because I have a creator account because my messages acted really weird in the personal account. Mm-hmm. And so with the creator account, I find that most of the notifications like in tags, like in the post, get lost really easily. So I just yeah. appreciate a tag in the story. And, yeah. And then or I can reach the story the and stuff picture. like that. Yeah. On yeah. the actual picture. That really helps a lot more. Yeah, totally. Exactly. And then I, but I also really like a hashtag too, because sometimes I am looking for something like, for example, I'm looking for an Aquarius new moon spread for the Patreon. And the easiest way to find that is to search for the hashtag Aquarius new moon tarot spread. And then you can find all these options and that's really helpful. So anything like the whole idea of Instagram is that you're creating a community where people are interacting with each other's stuff. So it's really helpful if you make it easier for people to find your stuff. And I think sometimes people feel like hashtags are like cheesy because it's like, oh, I'm trying to get more followers because I want my stuff to show up. But it's to me, it's way more about just like accessibility of information. Yeah. Yeah, And organization. Like I want to be able to find stuff. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's that's me. And for me, it's just like I just want to make sure that people feel like that they felt the love from me as a reader like yeah if I'm totally using deck if I'm using anything like that like it's I just want to make sure people just kind of know about the stuff that I love because I love it for a reason so <laughs> exactly just make and sure it's you so just, flattering. just credit people and credit their decks yeah so. exactly and if you don't like don't worry they're not they're probably not going to be super mad although I have seen creators be like how could you not Excuse tag me? me? Yeah, please yeah. tag me. You in this. stole my intellectual pop property. Yeah, so. but it's it's such a gray area, especially with tarot decks, yeah. because it is somebody's art, but you mm-hmm. own it in some yes. way because you bought the deck, and so it's a gray area. So just defaulting to referencing them is always helpful. Exactly. All right, our first real tarot question. This is from Jen. Jen says, "For a while now, I've been in a push pull love hate situation with my career." I'm a middle school teacher, and prior to that, I was a school counselor. I have a deep fashion, deep fashion, deep passion. (laughs) 
<laughs> for teaching and working with teenagers in general. I love creating lessons, plans, and projects, but the job is exhausting and overwhelming. Classroom management challenges me. I rarely get a weekend that I don't have to grade and lesson plan, which affects my ability for my family and my own child. I'm usually bone tired. It's a good run when I can go a full week without wondering if I should leave the classroom or try to teach part-time. She already has a lot of great coping skills and self-care techniques, so she doesn't have to get advice about that. But hiring season is approaching, and she's trying to decide if she should look at this high school job that's part-time so she can do part-time private private practice counseling or massage therapy and then part-time high school teaching. Um, But it's a huge risk because of retirement, insurance, and guaranteed income, et cetera. So... She says, I guess my general question is about the energy surrounding teaching part-time in general and this particular job that might come up again in the spring. Also about shifting to a new school job in general and managing my ambivalence with this career I'm so passionate about. All right. So what's the best way to break this question up, do you think? Just like... Okay. So I think addressing the high school position Uh and then part-time jobs in general, maybe. Okay. Like, if the high school position, it, like, between, like, waiting for something else part-time to come up and a part-time high school position. Because that's, that's what it sounded like to me, but maybe I missed something. No, because I think the part-time high school thing was the only part-time thing she was considering. It would allow okay. her to do counseling also part-time. But that wouldn't okay. be something she would do alone part-time. It would alone, have to be in right. conjunction with the high school job. With others, yeah. So maybe the question really is, is the high school job or keeping an eye open for other new transitions out of your current position a better idea? Okay. Yeah. What deck are you using? I am using Modern Witch because it was on my desk. (laughs) And I, as well, am using Modern Witch because it was the only one that was like, yeah, I kind of want to work with you today. Oh, nice. I would have used Lightseers, but we're reviewing that today, so it's impossible. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's each pull a card for the energy around the part-time job. Okay. Energy around the part-time job. Or we could each pull two cards if you... It. I'm going to pull six because I want to make sure you you miss jury duty. <laughs> I have one hour until I need to be in the shower. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll get a warrant out for my arrest. You're like, yes, this is my goal all along. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, I for the energy of the high school position, I got the the Knight of Cups and the 4 of Cups. Okay, and I got the Queen of Cups and the Page of Swords. Oh, interesting. That you, feels we, really like positive. Cards. Yeah. yeah. What were yours again? Knight of Cups and 4 of Cups. Okay, 4 of Cups and Knight of Cups. Interesting. Knight of Cups, Queen of Cups, 4 of Cups and Page of Swords. That still feels pretty positive to me. Yeah, pretty I positive. F- like, you know, you're thinking, po- to me, the Knight of Cups is like, not that you romanticize it, but you're always thinking the positive side of things. Yeah. And the Queen of Cups, of course, she's the emotionally mature one, thinking with, you know, her brain and her heart to me. That's kind of like the best of both worlds. Yeah, totally. Page of Swords, something new and exciting happening. But maybe there's another part time, maybe there's another sort of like thing to consider with that that you're not really seeing. Yeah, or the four of cups could just be in reference to sort of like the lack of interest Mm -hmm. that you're feeling about sort of teaching in general. So maybe like it wouldn't resolve some of the larger issues of teaching and lesson planning and stuff like that. You'd still feel a little bit bored and just like dismayed about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because her shirt does say over it. So I think it's just kind of just indicating that she's kind of just over 
the emotional oh, yeah. energy of teaching. Yeah, like the te- like teaching part time isn't going to resolve all of that, but it is a way for you to move forward and kind of like like lean on your past skills with that queen while mm-hmm. also letting your brain sort of go in like new and unique areas with the page of swords. Like yeah. saying like I can like focus on putting time into an online business that she mentions trying to start but not having time for. So I think there would still be some of that like boredom and ennui, but it would be a way to move forward and to like kind of free up some of your mental space to focus on new things almost. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Do we want to talk about uh, just the idea of getting a new job in general, like a different new job? Yeah. Different new job. Let's see. I got the tower in three of cups. Oh, I got the eight of cups and the seven of pentacles. So to me, the Tower and Eight of Cups are like big changes, like doing something completely new. Yeah, especially. Yeah, totally. And then you had the Eight of Cups and what one other one? Seven of Pentacles. So the Eight of Cups. Yeah. And I had the Three of Cups as well. So it could be something like really, really, really exciting Mm -hmm. and something that you're excited to begin to put a lot of work in with the Seven of Pentacles. But also that would be like completely not teaching, like starting totally, totally over. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So I guess then where to move on from here? Like, like sort of how to go through this decision making process? Yes. Like things you should be considering when you're moving forward? Yeah. I think considerations would be really good. Okay. Just to flesh it out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't really like like, well, what what will happen if I go with this job or what will happen if I go with this job? It's like, well, everything's going to happen. Like. You know, this could be everything like 18 years in the line where you yeah, die, exactly. you know, stuff, you know, <laughs> 18 <laughs> like, years. Rude. <laughs> I know. Oh, I got that goddamn page. What? Maybe I didn't shuffle well enough. I didn't put them back in because I put them back in and then got the page of swords and the eight of cups again. So I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. I got two things to consider. My two are the lovers and the four of swords. Lovers and the four of swords. Okay. I feel like that could easily relate to the idea that you're not able to spend as much time with your family and your loved ones yeah. as you want. And not being able to, like, emotionally rest and mentally rest on the weekends. Yeah. Some things. Totally. Esther had a teacher kerfuffle this week when an entire lesson plan just disappeared off the it face of the earth. I was... <laughs> oh. I'm just so glad that camp is finished with. <laughs> I'm home. I'm just done. <laughs> exactly. All right. And I got judgment and seven of wands. What did you get again? Yeah, I got I got the lovers and the four of swords. Right, so right, especially right, right, with right. judgment, like looking at like what you're kind of like your life's calling and what your passions are. Yeah. Consider that as well as something that can give you rest. And like avoid, I mean... The seven of wands to me always is like, you need to sort of face that conflict. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of like if the conflict is coming because you feel like you've already put so much time and energy into this career and now you're like not feeling like it's your calling and you need to try something different um, or just like stop doing that so you can explore what your calling might be. You may be feeling like you're coming up against some conflict. Yeah. And especially since you're like a heavy conflict area right now, like what are some things that you have to consider moving like laterally in the sort of same vocation yeah like, what are some of the conflicts that are going to come along with you as yeah. you like move from one position to the next like totally and is that really gonna like help that much or is it just gonna yeah. prolong this issue and still prevent you from like reaching that point of sort of understanding what your real goals are mm-hmm. yeah good luck 
Yeah. <laughs> so hard. teaching is just hard, especially teaching when is really, you really hard. give a lot of yourself in this, you know, thing, especially for most teachers, I think they don't do it for any sort of like money. They just do it because they love yeah. it. And Not even just teachers. Place. Anybody who works in education That's very true. <laughs> says the academic advisor. <laughs> like, <it's laughs> yes, definitely yes. not for the money. <laughs> no, no, no. But I also don't have to deal with classroom management. So maybe academic advising <laughs> is an area to look, Jen. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> because you still That's get to work true. with teenagers and young adults and you still get to like feel like you're creating an impact. It's a good combination of teaching skills and counseling skills, but you don't ever have to have a classroom really. <laughs> that's that's almost ideal yeah for exactly what I would appreciate <laughs> it's super great I freaking love it <laughs> yeah. and for our wild unicorn third question this is from Eric and he asked my question for you both regards a spread I did recently for myself that I found on Pinterest yay I love finding spreads on Pinterest it's like the magical spread area yeah thing, you know like you try to search on Instagram you can't really find things a lot of times Pinterest is the way to go because people a, aren't hashtagging as much as they should be because they're embarrassed to use hashtags don't be embarrassed <laughs> to use hashtags <laughs> I love it so they, they received this spread that he found for himself on Pinterest that focused on repeating the same problem yes. I have a huge issue with starting things like getting back to the gym for a week and then never going back or giving up on a hobby that not long after I start most of the cards I pulled I think I understood but when I pulled a card that represented the root cause of the problem it turned out to be the world it threw me for a loop because I look at the card as being the culmination of a journey to being your best self but does that mean the root of my problem is that I'm my best self and I'm not finishing also, if you have advice on how I can better form and stick to habits, that would be awesome. I loved this question because it's a chance to talk about the world a little bit more. Yeah. And also, I feel like the world, as I'm interpreting it in this spread, is a problem that a lot of people brush up against when they're trying to create new habits. And it's that that habit is going to resolve everything almost. Yes. Like if I just start going to the gym every day for the rest of my life, then it will be, my, everything will be better or whatever. I, yeah. Everything will, this will fix my problems magically. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like the world is like not saying the culmination of a journey is the problem, but more of like mm -hmm. the expectation that everything will fall into place because of this one thing is the root problem. It has nothing to do with completing the journey it's having everything to do with the, that expectation on yourself and the journey as well. Yeah. To fix everything. And I think yeah. a lot of people feel that way. I feel like that's why people give themselves so much grief about like New Year's resolutions and even the idea of any resolution. It's like, I am resolving to do this thing that's going to make me a better person and solve my problems and blah, 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 blah. And when you put that much pressure on anything, any habit, mm -hmm. like whatsoever, Biting yeah. your nails. Stop like anything. I'm going to yeah. stop biting my nails. That's a new habit. I, I like once I stop biting my nails, everything will blah. It'll be like symbolic of oh, yeah, how yeah. like calm I am and everything will be fixed the minute I stop biting my nails. It's just like that's too much pressure to put on one single thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have nothing to say because I stopped biting my nails. And then because of this puppy, my anxiety has like heightened a little bit. And so now I'm biting my nails like a little bit again, like yeah. not fully, but it's, it's like habits aren't something where it happens like you stop once and you're done and you're good to go. Yeah. It's a constant, like, to me, it's like a cycle. Like the world kind of indicates the end of the cycle and you're starting again. Like yeah. it's just a, to me, it's just that circular thing that goes on with any sort of habit, whether it be gym or whether it be, you know, not drinking as much or things like that. Like yeah. habits are hard to 
like either break or create or even so. like pulling a card every day. That's a habit that both of us love. But when we put too mm-hmm. much pressure on ourselves to do that, we oh suddenly stop. Yes. And it'll yes. be like a week and a half between times when we just pull a card for ourselves because it's like, well, I'm going to do this and then I want to post about it. And if I want to post about it, I have to make sure that this is happening and blah, 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 blah. Right. And it's just like anticipating too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's putting just a lot of pressure on you to perform. And that, to me, creates stress. Just like um, there are tarot challenges where you pull a card every day, as I think we've discussed before. Yeah. It just gives me super anxiety. And I, while I would love to do a card every day, even for like a self-pulling sort of like card of the day. Yeah, just for, for private. journal. No, yeah, not happening. It's still just, yeah. So I think maybe that's like the advice for getting into a new habit is just not putting as much pressure on yourself to have it be the solution. Try mm. to find something about it that you just really like and then focus on that thing that you like, you know? Right. Yeah. And rather than that habit being the solution to everything. Yes, I completely agree. That's one of the reasons why I put those little mini tarot cards by my coffee because it's easy to pull a card when I'm already standing there. And right. it is it, I'm not going to post a ton of pictures of a mini tarot deck on my Instagram. So it's like, it doesn't feed into that weird next step of the habit, which is also mm-hmm. wanting to post stuff on Instagram. Right. <laughs> and like for me, like a pattern that I've trying to get into is starting to use my planner more, but I've also recognized if there's a week where either I'm too busy or it's my week off, I'm not going to pressure myself to perform, to use my planner, to detail my whole week. Yeah. Yeah. That's just not realistic, you know, at all. Yeah. And it's not gonna be helpful to guilt. Like we've talked before. I think when we talked about, um, like gratitude journaling and things like that. Don't yeah. pressure yourself and guilt yourself to do things and perform because that's not productive for you emotionally either. Well, and then all you can do is disappoint yourself, which then yeah. makes you not want to do that anymore. So it's like kind of, it becomes so cyclical if you like are doing it just because you originally said you would. And then if you don't, you feel like you've ruined everything rather than the reality, which is just like, no, this time it just didn't work for me, but tomorrow's a new day or whatever. Exactly. I start this habit again like next week or today or whatever some other time that I'm not going to give myself grief about it from the past exactly exactly time restarts tomorrow you're good yeah exactly everything you can I mean every single day is a new day and it's not like like a habit becomes less well formed if you take one day off or like a week off even it still brings you value if you do it again later I love it all right we have one patreon shout out this week do you want to pull for Kimberly Yes, I shall pull for Kimberly. And I did the reading this past week with Katie, and it was just so magical and so amazing. I love it. So So what Esther's talking about is for our Patreon supporters, we, like, raffle a reading with one of us to them each month. Yeah. And it's really fun. And I happen to use lights here, and that's like a little teaser for what we're going to be talking about later. And, like, (laughs) after I pull this Patreon. Okay. So... Kimberly, your card is the Six of Wands. Oh, oh. I do love the Six of Wands from the Modern Witch. Tale yeah, so good. With the victory earring. I love it. So good. So good. All right. Do so we good. have any announcements? Just that Esther is almost done with our Lenormand deck. It has been literally torture it has. for her. It's been torturing her. <laughs> Five revisions to the entire deck. Not just like a cards. few cards. Like a full redos. So... But it was submitted today, and our test deck will hopefully be printed soon and on its way to us. Yay! So, so we'll keep you updated about our Lenormand cards. 
Yes. I just am so, so excited about them. I'm sad that yes, it's being such too. an enormous pain. I know. I'm just I'm just like, why is this thing such a pain? But now I know all the meanings to all the cards, like intimately now. It's like in my brain. I can't get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, see, so. there you go. You're like a, now a Lenormand expert. And 35 is anchor. And anchor <laughs> means stability and hope <laughs> and grounded. Just a teaser. <laughs> 36 is cross. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's the level I'm at right now. (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. I am amazed by that because it took so long for us to get that way with tarot. It did. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, that's the end of our announcements, I guess. It's time for our deck of the week. Hallelujah. So this week we are talking about the Lightseers Tarot from Chris Ann, a.k.a. Pixie Curio on Instagram. The publisher, Hay House, says... This this 78-card tarot deck and guidebook is a healing tool and guide to explore both the light and shadow sides of our nature. By reimagining the traditional tarot archetypes and symbols in a contemporary boho and intuitive style, the Lightseer's Tarot (laughs) expresses the light and shadow sides of our natures and explores the lessons that can be learned from both. The expressive characters who live within the landscapes of the cards tell stories, ask questions, and provide guidance. This deck is an ideal companion as you seek to uncover the places in your life and in yourself that are most in need of illumination. That was the end of the quote from the publisher. Originally, this was like a really wildly successful Kickstarter. Uh, It was paired with our beloved Muse Tarot that Esther and I both have two copies of and have reviewed on a previous podcast. Um, There were over a thousand backers. And then she also did a pre-order. It was like just bananas. There was an initial controversy because the Ten of Swords depiction was met with a really, really huge array of responses. And a lot of people found it to be an upsetting sort of like racial implication. But she almost immediately corrected that by issuing a new card and sending out the replacement card to all of the people who had gotten the initial card. She also is like a master class of apologizing for sort of like taking full responsibility for an unintentional issue, I guess. Does that make sense? Yes. So that is not the card that's in the deck that we're talking about today because we're talking about the mass mark version, mass market version. Um, the indie deck is people are selling it for like $450 online. Like it is yep. bonkers. It is bananas. It's cra- It's just like that is so much money when there is a mass market, mass version, market version currently <laughs> on the market. For like yes. $20. Like it's just yes. not, it's not unattainable. So I have both because I originally um, pre-ordered it. I weirdly like for the Kickstarter, I only backed the Muse. And then like two weeks later, I was like, I'm going to pre-order the Lightseers too. And I'm really glad that right. I did. The Indie Deck um, and the Mass Market Deck, mostly because I want to be able to compare them for these purposes. Right. And so I'm just going to quickly, since I have both right in front of me, talk about the um, differences that I see. Okay. Uh, mostly it is that the indie version is in a really, really thick, sturdy cardstock that has like green edging. Um, mm-hmm. It's really difficult to shuffle. We talked about this with the Muse Hero a little bit because it's like so matte that the cards kind right. of don't want, like you have to really work them in. So that's something to consider. The yes. mass market version has a little bit more of a 
sheen to it. It's not shiny, in my opinion, no, by any like stretch of the imagination. Mat. It's like a soft mat. It's way easier to shuffle. The texture yes. of the cards is like significantly bendier, but somehow yes. the deck itself is the same height. Like if you line them up next to each other, they are the same thickness of cards, but the mass market is way easier to shuffle. Yes. Um, and obviously the mass market doesn't have any edging. It comes in like a two piece rigid box instead of a gigantic box with a gigantic book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause we had questions last week, I think in our group, we were talking about the Muse Tarot book and someone asked if the Lightseer Tarot book was like Muse Tarot because Muse Tarot you can buy as an indie version yeah. on Pixie Curio's website, which is going to go out of print. Yeah, exactly. Soon. Only for like another month for the Muse yeah. Tarot guidebook. And that's because Hay House picked up the Muse Tarot too. So that yeah. has sort of transitioned from being Chris Ann's property, which we've talked about with Indie Decks before. It transitions mm-hmm. from being the creator's property to being the publisher's property. So right yes. now she can still sell the guidebook just for the Muse Tarot because the deck hasn't been released yet. But since yes. Lightseers already has been released, the Indie Guidebook isn't available. But the little white book that came with this is pretty extensive. It's like kind of yeah, a long it's little one white of my, book. I think it's one of my favorite little white books that I've ever received in a deck. Yeah. I think it's one of the only little white books that I've really just enjoyed kind of diving into. It's like 180 pages long. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really thick little yeah. white book. <laughs> and I saw a review that when I was putting this together that was like, um, for some, like, I don't like breaking the spines of my books. And so this was almost oh, yeah. impossible for me, but I would like to share my trick for that because oh. I understand. I mean, I don't care because it's ephemera. So we're going to break our stuff no matter what. But right. if you're somebody who really hates to break the bindings of books, one way that you can stretch out the binding is to open it like into thirds Okay. And put your thumbs up against the binding and just kind of stretch it a little bit, making sure to not crank it open because that will break the binding. But if you just stretch it a little bit and then go a little bit farther out and just stretch it a little bit more and just go like 10 pages by 10 pages out, stretching it slightly and then go back to that like one third center area and go 10 pages by 10 pages in stretching it slightly that way. And it just is like a, bookbinding yoga class yeah exactly (laughs) and it just stretches out the glue enough yeah that you can open it pretty easily and usually it doesn't create a huge crease in the book i am currently doing this dear listener and it is amazing (laughs) this bookbinding yoga is life-changing so you can do that with any paperback so i do that a lot with like beautiful so this is like such an instagram asshole thing to be concerned about but You know, if you're trying to take a picture of a paperback book and the binding is broken and like suddenly the cover is up by like inches over the rest of the book, it's almost impossible to photograph. So for a while I was like using painter's tape or washi tape to like Uh tape down the cover to the pages behind it (laughs) until I started doing this. And now it's Uh fine. Like stuff still, it still has like risen a little bit, right? but it's not significant. So you just got to stretch that sucker out. That's what she said. Exactly. Okay. So now we'll go on to the parameters. Where can you find this? I got mine via, I got my indie via pre-ordering, but now the mass market is available basically everywhere. You can get right. it at Barnes and, Noble, Barnes and Noble, Books, Books a, million, a Million, I think someone said. Yeah. Anywhere Amazon. that sells Hay House products, which is, Hay House is one of the bigger publishers for Oracle cards specifically. 
Um, but any place that sells Hay House stuff is going to probably have this deck. It's super, yeah. super accessible. Very popular. Yeah. Yeah. How it physically is. Let's talk about the box a little bit the, more. The, yeah, the box is amazing. I love the box. I It's one of the few boxes that I'm keeping because it's just so beautiful and it's very sturdy and it's like it just fits the deck perfectly and the yeah. inside is beautiful as well. Yeah, and thoughtful. There's like a yeah, beautiful quote on the inside. Yeah. Um, and also two-piece rigid decks are sort of, to me, exactly what I always want. Yeah. That's always the style of box I want. Tuck boxes do nothing for me. The rigid mm-hmm. two-piece style is like usually the one that fits the best and is the most sleek. Yes. So I'm into it. Super into it. Yeah. I saw it and I was like, huh? Because like I saw, of course, the indie version of the box and I was like, this box is ginormous and there's like a split the deck. And I'm like that. I'm not into that at all. So we have such a pet peeve against split decks. (laughs) Yes. I love Chris Ann. I love her. I think she's an incredible creator. So I'm never like not going to get something of hers because it's a split deck. But when I saw that Sacred Creators was a split deck, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, Sacred Creators is also going mass market for Hay House. So buy the indie version ASAP. Oh, that's true. Because that book is amazing and magnificent. And if you're any sort of artist or creator or you just have passions, just buy that deck because it's amazing. Yeah, that's a really, really good deck. We'll probably review it at some point, too. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the cardstock. I, you have better words for cardstock descriptions than I do. I so. should have like researched like the exact, but to me, this feels like a Llewellyn cardstock, very similar to like Llewellyn decks. But Llewellyn is it's known a little for being thicker. so thin. Yeah, this isn't yeah, thin at all. It's a little all. thicker, but it's yeah, it's not thin, but it, the shuffling is similar to Llewellyn deck. Yeah. So it's to me, shuffle. think of what is that? Line Strider Tarot's shuffling. But the thickness is just a little bit, it's a little bit puffier, I would say. Yeah. Puffier so. makes it sound. It's not like a cloud. It's just more, just the, the card's a little bit more raised than Line Strider. But the shuffle, it doesn't impact the shuffling at all. It's just, but the texture is very much like the shuffling texture. Is it's, that yeah, like it's really, dwelling. really smooth and easy yeah. to shuffle, which I appreciate because it is like, it's, I don't, it's literally not shiny. But you no. will see in some groups people being like, it's so shiny. I just don't see that no. much shine. <laughs> no, I when I took it out of the box, I messaged you all like, ooh, she's a soft mat. Like, she's not a shiny deck yeah, like, at all to me. Exactly. Well, and the other thing is that um, originally when the mass market was first released, there were some oh, yes. issues with quality where the cards weren't all the same height. But it seems like that's been remedied because mine doesn't have that problem. Yours doesn't have that problem. I mean, there's like a tiny bit of variation, but it's way less than a millimeter, like not significant at all. Um, Right. So they replaced a lot of decks for people who initially got the mass market that had these sort of like sizing issues. Um, So if you see reviews that are based on that, you may not have that problem, even though it existed at the beginning. That was a few couple of months ago when that broke and Chris Ann was very quick to have the public Mm -hmm. Hay House to like con like have people contact Hay House directly, show them pictures of the problem, and they got a replacement deck almost yeah, immediately. I think yeah. someone in our group had that issue, yeah, and they got a replacement deck. And then when they like decided calls. to reprint it completely, people are now getting like the total reprints. Exactly. But it's yeah. funny because so many of the reviews are like on the Hay House website are saying that this cardstock is like too thick to be shuffleable, and I'm like, I oh, find it. The I've been shuffling it the whole time. Like you all have heard me shuffle this deck. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like this has been the whole episode I've been shuffling this deck exactly (laughs) all right so general impressions and vibes this it's the color on this deck 
is spectacular. It's yeah. used in a way that I've never ever seen on another deck. Like it's one of the most probably colorful decks that I've come across. And the colors on this deck, the printing is amazing because it's so vibrant. Yeah, it picks up her artwork. Um, because like she she showed her whole process of Lightseer on her Instagram. Yeah, and which so is you so can awesome. see the the artwork was a direct like copy. It wasn't like there was coloring that was lost in the printing process. Nothing yeah. like that. It's like absolutely really true to color. Yes, especially yeah. if it's a mass market version. Like I could understand indie version it with the higher printing quality, you know, technically, yeah. then it would, you know, reflect that, but the indie version as well still is, just, is vibrant. I mean, the yeah, I mean the mass market version is still amazing. Yeah, I also find it really impressive because the figures themselves on the cards are so expressive. Which I know mm-hmm. is one of the things, one of the words that Hay House used to describe it. But I'm like looking right now at the Four of Cups and the Sun. And the Four of Cups I pulled out. It's not one of my favorites. I mean, it's fine. But I mostly pulled <laughs> it out because the figure looks almost exactly like Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this yes. card? Yes, looks, yes, 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 yes. It was one of the ones that I almost pulled out. Yes. <laughs> maybe Jamie Lynn Spears, but definitely yes, a Jamie Spears. Lynn, yeah. Definitely a Spears sister. <laughs> yeah, but you like, so it's the Four of Cups. You know, that's kind of like about like sort of boredom and like not being totally pleased with what's in front of you and all that stuff. And the figure's face yes. is just like perfectly like, like <laughs> it's oh, like yeah, exactly. the embodiment yes, yes, yes. of a sigh. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you can hear it through the card. And then on the sun, she's like this joyful, joyful dancing lady, and her face yeah. looks joyful. She just did such a good job of like creating emotions so throughout the yes. whole thing. Yes. And there's so many different people in this deck, like from all walks of life. And I love that part that was incorporated into it. As well as this deck seems to read more like introspectively, yeah. Than Muse because because both I I like looking at Muse Tarot because like we gave it like our we saw like our new like gold star review like sort of like high <laughs> platform sort of like deck and so you can't help but compare the two because they came out like a similar time yeah yeah and Muse Tarot working with that like I worked out for with that for a long time and it's very more like the extroverted deck it's the one that t- pushes you to to like your extremes and, yeah like, pushing you out there making you be creative. This deck is more introspective. This deck is like the one that kind of speaks to your soul on the inside, if it makes any sense. Yeah, not totally. That you can't do that, but the different personalities, to me, that's how it's been reflected by Well, and I think that them. that was probably sort of the, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for Chris Ann, but I know that like, because I followed along so closely with the whole process, she was in the middle of making the Lightseers when the Muse sort of like, like, forced itself upon her in some way. Right. Like, now you have to do this deck, too. And I think that the idea behind Lightseers is so much about working with your shadow and, like, shadow and light self. And the Muse Tarot is more about creating things that the world sees. I really Mm -hmm. do feel like that was intentional in some ways. And it definitely comes across, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I love all of the use of just, like, bright light Mm -hmm. on cards. And, like, the use of shadows... Like, things being in shadow. Like, the ten of, even the Ten of Swords. Like, the Ten of Swords is a bunch of birds in the sky and a woman sort mm-hmm. of, like, shrouded in darkness walking away from our viewpoint. And even yeah. in that card, it's, like, the loneliness and the disconnection from the world around her is so clear. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, like, it's, it's like, palpable. And I know that in um, Benabel Wen's review of the deck, she talks about how it 
she can't look at that card for too long because it makes mm-hmm. her so sad, which is, that's mm-hmm. a really beautiful, meaningful way to look at a 10 of swords because in some ways the loneliness and the exhaustion and disconnect is more like meaningful than the traditional, like, you know, man laying on the ground with 10 right. swords in his back. Yeah. You can easily more like emotionally connect to a picture like that. Of somebody just feeling so sad. Like, been stabbed yeah Yeah. exactly so anyway i there's just a lot of moments like that where the use of shadows and the use of light are like really really stunning and evocative yeah the art in just this whole entire deck is just like i i like like with muse tear of this deck like there's so many favorite cards i was just like okay i know to stop picking every card yeah you have to like well and there are so many where it was like oh this is a really funny thing that i want to point out or this is a really beautiful thing that i want it might not be my favorite card but there's something of so much value that i want to share yeah so i have used this read i've used this deck for readings for other people with a ton of success though too Yes. Because it aligns so closely with RWS, or not so closely, but it's definitely RWS inspired, but Mm -hmm. also because the figures all look modern and kind of bohemian and fun and like very diverse and all that stuff. I think that people really like seeing it. And I think that's why you see so much of it on Instagram because people like really connect with it in like very serious ways. Yeah. And I love seeing it because it's just, it's a really great deck and for it to be celebrated in such a way, I think is just beautiful. Yeah. So it's, it feels I, I like it's art amazing. for sure. Definitely. All right. I want to hear, I know that you're going to have a lot of favorite cards, so I want to hear. Okay. Them. I, I trimmed it down to like eight. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I really tried to hold myself back, but I really was trying to be thoughtful with like the ones that like the message that I, I think I just really, I focus on like the message that the card tried to convey that I liked the most. Yeah, totally. And, that, and the ones that I c- connected with. Cause I was just like, you can't like, do, this picture's really pretty. You can't really just say that to every card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, this <laughs> is, like, this is beautiful. I guess I'll include it's this really too. Beautiful. Um, I really like the 10 of cups because it's a pair of moms, like two moms with their kids. And like, there's a rainbow. I think it's like a piece of cloth. It looks like that's just kind of like swaddling the whole family. And it's just beautiful. And I just love that aspect because I don't think I've seen two moms on a deck before on the 10 of 10 of cups. I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. So I just loved that depiction. Yeah. I I love that one too. And then I think one that really stood out to me when she was doing her campaign was the four of swords because she is like in this big nest, like this big eagle nest and with some like, like a heart is around her instead of four swords, it's like four feathers, like big or big sticks or something from the nest and yeah. I just like that thought of being like cradled in a nest in a safe place yeah where you can just kind of like recoup and get yourself back together I just love that's how I sleep I sleep yeah. in this exact same position <laughs> and so this is like this was like me in a way like I just love that depiction of the four of swords yeah how, like you have you're ready for battle you're kind of resting from battle it's like you're you're nesting you're yeah. in your safe spot yeah totally I love that too all the swords having birds on them is a nightmare for our friend Kylie, but <laughs> I think it's really effective. And I'm somebody who yeah, loves I really corvids. Love, yes, yes, yes. So many, so many, so many. And I also, the the sun has been following me around in this deck a lot. I've drawn the sun Yay. so many times. I was going to point that out because of the lack of naked baby also. Yes, I was very appreciative. But I really love this idea of the sun and her like gaining, the light is drawn in such a way where she's like gaining that energy from yeah, the sun. Yeah, yeah. And I really I love, love that, that sort of like, 
mental picture of like you getting your energy from hope and happiness and yeah. love and all the good things. Yeah. And so instead of a naked baby on a horse. <laughs> take note, creators. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Another way to, for people to take note is actually, I really like the six of cups. I think this is a new standard for the six of cups. Wow. Because, because most, I, I complain sometimes that most creators just like phone in with like six cups placed somewhere or whatever. That's true. But this is like a man with his dog that has been like growing up. And it's just like the, that emotional picture of like remembering all the good things and being thankful for. Yeah. Like the, the nostalgia is together, really sweet And the nostalgia there. is really strong in this card. Cause I mean, of course we're both dog people. Yeah. So I just think that was a really smart and creative way to, to like address the nostalgia without bringing family into the picture because yeah. for so oh, many of us true. the toxicity of family like really kind of harms our relationship with the six of cups yeah but if but you're I thinking think about your own self and your dog right or whatever yeah. the nostalgia can and come it helps through without the yeah it helps stuff. evoke that emotional nostalgia without like triggering toxic stuff so oh i love that. that good call and the ace of pentacles i always describe that pentacles especially the ace of pentacles and the page of pentacles as a seed and then the page of pentacles is like is holding the seed oh, yeah. so i just really love the detail of eight, like chris ann listened to me like, before <laughs> <laughs> and created this into like a seed that you could that's planted and it's kind of growing. Yeah, so, I like the roots welcome, that Chris you Ann. can see. We're totally BFFs. Yeah, exactly. Your best um, and then, of course, like similarly to the sun, the star, I love that she has like a lasso around the star and she's like I love getting the energy too. from the star and the colors are just beautiful. And she's just kind of like looking hopefully and for that healing. And uh, I just love it. That's one of my favorites. Also, I love that. That's the first one okay. we've had overlapping, which is kind that's of amazing. interesting. Well, I have two more. So we have yet. We may. Yeah, get we may more yet overlap. find okay. more. So I love death slash rebirth yeah. or death forever rebirth because it's like a hooded figure with, and the, like the, instead of a face, it's like you're looking into the future or a different place. And I just love that completely. And it's death or rebirth. So it's not like a scary thing in my opinion. Yeah. I love that card. My last favorite is the lovers because it's like, it's a beautiful interracial couple and they are, it's like, you just see the passion and yeah. the fire and it's just, ugh, it's, it's one so of my favorite cool cards. Because it's so like, there's like wind whipping around them. There's a lot of yes. movement for it to be kind of like a, I think, I think you're exactly right. The passion is illustrated, not just through like the figures faces being so passionate right. towards each other, but also the movement of the card around them. Yes, 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 yes. So that, I think that was the one card when I saw it on her Instagram when she posted like preview images, I gasped at the beauty of it. I was like, I was like, oh, like you it was dropped what gorgeous. you were holding. I just did. I it was like, my mouth was agape and like everything like drool. I don't know. Anyway, I so love it. Were, those are my favorite cards. Well, that's actually that. astonishing then because we really literally only have one overlapping card. That is really, really, that's been like two weeks in a row where we've not had any mind melds almost at all. I know. Wild. <laughs> I think that it's because we have done two decks that we both are just like incredibly obsessed with. That's very true. Yeah. And we have strong opinions. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'll start with my favorite majors. Um, okay. I, let's, well, let's start with the higher font. I love this okay. higher font so much because it is very so joyful. joyful. Like it's yeah. kind of more like a yoga instructor or some sort of like meditation guru, but not guru. Like it's, he seems so approachable. He's like a dude. Right. Wearing sweats and a t-shirt, standing in front of this beautiful staircase to a, like, well-lit area, smiling his ass off. Right. Yeah. And I just love the Hierophant as somebody approachable so much. And we've talked about this a lot because we used to talk about the Hierophant with every single deck. 
But this Mm -hmm. has to be one of my favorite Hierophants ever because there's so much joy in being the conduit between, like, universal energy and divine energy and the people on, like, that they're interacting with. Right. I love that energy. So that's, like, Mm -hmm. my favorite Hierophant ever, I think, probably. Um, I also really love strength because I think that it's cool that she has it's sort of a split face between a woman and a lion. Oh, yes. Which every single time strength is portrayed as sort of like an internal strength that where like literally somebody's like, like in Le Beaumont where she's looking in a mirror and there's a lion staring back at her or whatever. Right. Like, I love that. It's such a cool thing for people to sort of pull out. And that's a really pretty version of it. Um, I yes. also love the hermit because, again, there's so oh, much yeah. more internal peace and light rather than I'm a hermit feeling isolated, carrying a lantern. Yeah. Because instead of it being like sort of an isolated hermit with a lantern mm-hmm. looking like a sad, like old man, old it's like man, somebody yeah. looking peaceful, filled with light, filled mm-hmm. with kind of like energy and alone. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's and so that- cool. And that hermit reminds me of a lighthouse, like that they are like keeping people from harm and yeah. things like that, you know. And the so look like on her face well. is so serene. And I think yeah. that that's so cool. It's not a grumpy old man. I like it. Exactly. <laughs> um, I also have the two of cups, which I love because it's hand, like basically hand fasting. Like oh, yes. I almost pulled that one. That intertwined. So I love the color. I know. There's all this like rainbow light coming from their fingers. It's like their connection is made stronger because they're together. And I love that depiction of a two of cups. The three of cups is just so beautiful. Also, oh, it's yes. three friends looking at the sky. And so it's just really beautiful. Like it's just. Yeah. It feels peaceful. It's like a lot, but like, okay, so I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not the party card. It's the connection card. And I really, really love that. It's not like, you know, normally three of cups seems really fun. And this one seems really fun, but also like something that you would cry Mm -hmm. like with love throughout. Yeah. Yeah, Like your soul, like your soulmates, basically like group of girlfriends. And I love that. Okay. Um, I also have two eights weirdly i just noticed i love funny the eight of swords is super great because she's like wrapped up in string in her mirror but she's when like in the actual self not in the mirror totally fine Mm -hmm. and i think that that's a really really cool depiction of it too because we always talk about how the eight of swords is like not actually in any danger it's like a perceived inability to move and i just think that the use of the mirror and the reflection is so effective in that way yes um and then my other eight is the eight of pentacles and she's like kind of like a one of us sort of moments where she's like at a desk surrounded by books and candles and plants and herbs and there's like it to me it's like that sort of creation of the practice is happening Mm -hmm. Like in the moment, like every moment you're sitting at your desk meditating or sitting at your desk doing a reading or sitting at your desk, like reading even like a book, you're practicing your practice. And I really love that. It's just as a reminder, because I think people feel like they have to be doing something so official all the time. Right. And then last but not least is the king and queen of pentacles. And the queen of pentacles is one of the, it was the first card that made me be like, okay, I really need to buy this deck. It's just Mm -hmm. this very, very like serene, but still, she still looks pleased and happy. And like the look on, it's just so pretty. The colors are incredible. 
she looks accomplished and together and loving and just mm-hmm. like totally wonderful. And then the King of Pentacles, I like in addition to there being a dog on the card. The main reason that oh, I chose yes. this is that the King of Pentacles is smiling. Oh, yeah. And I think that King of Pentacles are so often like portrayed as just being like miserly or mm-hmm. like rich jerks or whatever. But this guy right. is like, he has some of the same energy, some of that same like peaceful, warm energy that the Queen mm-hmm. of Pentacles has. He's like in a library surrounded by books with his dog laughing. He has like crinkle lines by his eyes. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like a sort of like, creature comfort stability thing, but without sort of the shadow of that being something that's about like domination or like, you know, being in charge. It's just like kind of like a peaceful comforting presence. And I don't feel like a lot of Kings get that treatment. So I love this one. Yeah. To me, he looked very homebody and like he enjoyed his home and like, yeah, for himself. Yeah. And very stern brunch daddy as well. Stern brunch daddy. Now we're just referencing Wicked Wallflowers (laughs) Club. Another romance (laughs) podcast. Exactly. It's very stern brunch daddy. But he just looks like he's very, like some of the men in this deck, I'm like, (laughs) I know. Esther's right. Oh, Dear it's listener. Very, it's a very, very it is, nice deck. Yeah, there's a lot of really, really beautiful people. <laughs> we don't have an eye candy parameter yet, but it's going to come. <laughs> yeah. So the, thirst, the thirstometer. We'll see how much we get. Your thirstometer. <laughs> when we start being like, and this person is beautiful, and this person is beautiful. This, this this deck writes a C on the Thirstometer reader. But that's what I, I really do feel like this way about this deck is that since the people are so, like, she's done such a good job of making the people seem so expressive that they feel yeah. like people that you know in some ways. Yeah. Like, all of their they facial expressions. Real. Yeah, they just feel so real. It's so cool. She totally nailed it. Nailed it. All right, so those are our favorite cards. Now it's time to pull a card to represent our relationship with the deck. And Esther, I was thinking that it might be nice to read the little affirmation that aligns oh, with yes, the cards that we pulled. Oh, yes, because that's one thing we didn't mention was that the book is so, like, amazing that um, the spreads are really good, but there's also, like, an affirmation. And we, you know how we love affirmations. We freaking love little, affirmations. We love them. So we're going to – I like that idea, Holly. Yeah. We'll do. Thank you, Esther. I appreciate that. I appreciate that we still have time and that you're not like running to the shower. (laughs) (laughs) 14 minutes, baby. 14 minutes. Okay. Hopefully we can get through this in 14 minutes. I already have my clothing laid out because I am prepared. Nice. All right. Ooh, I got the eight of swords. Oh, I got the four of pentacles. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. Okay. So the eight of swords. For each definition, there's a light seer and a shadow seer with different things. So I would say that the shadow seer is probably where I'm coming from. Feeling helpless, using your stories or past experiences as excuses to remain shackled. That's definitely a shadow side of me. Um, And then the affirmation. So then there's an explanation of like, here's sort of like what you should be looking at, blah, 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 further definitions. And then the affirmation is, oh, yikes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought I uh, suddenly you're having like a moment of like emotion. And no, about your affirmation. <laughs> it's just still this freaking cold. Okay. My affirmation is I am free to choose my healing and my light. Oh, that's sweet. I love it. I've been so disconnected with this freaking cold. I can't wait to get back into my practice. Get your brain space back. Yeah, exactly. 
And mine is the Four of Pentacles. And of course, like Holly mentioned, there's a Light Seer and Shadow Seer. And I think mine is coming from Light Seer because I didn't pull it upside down. So I'm not going to even try to pretend like I'm a Shadow Seer this moment. <laughs> there you go. That's fair. So, so, of course, like her Light Seer stability, saving success, generosity, accepting your work, being in the flow of the universe. Ah, Feelings of gratitude to helping others in time of need. And, of course, there's Shadow Seer and then a whole blurb of, like, questions and just amazing stuff. And then we get to the affirmation, which is, I live an abundant life and I have more than I need. Aww. That's so nice. I love I'm it. I'm trying to act in abundance, like, recently. So that's, like, nice confirmation. Thank you, Deck. I needed this. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's our review of Lightseer's Tarot. And next week we're going to be talking about Tattoo Tarot. Which Yay! we also will be doing a giveaway of because each of us have a copy. And also we were sent a copy from our yes. listener, Lori. So yes, 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 we yes. will be reviewing the Tattoo Tarot and also giving a copy away. And we're also ha- releasing a bonus episode this week for oh, Queer yeah. Cosmos. Queer, Cos- Queer Cosmos? Yeah. Cosmos. I almost said queer cosmos again because I actually typed queer cosmos out last week and I was so mad at myself. Like, where is my brain? It's not queer cosmos. And now I'm saying queer cosmos. It's cosmos. Cosmos. I know. My brain knows it's cosmos. My mouth is just doing Yeah, exactly. Well, it's hard because they're similar but very different, like, cuh sounds that are happening. Exactly. Thank you, Katie, for helping. Yeah, she doesn't get to this point in the podcast episode ever, so she'll never hear this. All right, so that's our show. <laughs> Don't forget to send us your questions and check out our website, wildlytarot.com. Also, you can tell your friends about us and write and review us. It helps us grow, and we really appreciate it. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also a big thanks to at Wild Woman Magic for putting together show notes with timestamps for our website. Yeah, she sent us the copy from Five Cent Tarot. And it was incredible. It looks it was incredible. Official AF. Yes. <laughs> and remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you. We so love you. Much. Yay! <laughs>